Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. So we want to talk about the love of God today. And I believe that uh, this message will encourage all of you to recognize the love of the Lord. We would like to review the story about the birth of Jesus. By the way, I study about Christmas because some Christians don't understand why we celebrate Christmas. And when I study about the history of Christmas, what happened is that good news or the gospel went to Europe in the first few centuries. And at that time, the missionary or the apostle went there and preached the Lord Jesus. What happened is that some false teacher came up in Europe and said that Jesus' story is just a fairy tale. There was no real Jesus on earth. It's just a story. People make it up. Because of that, the apostles in that generation really want to make sure that people knew that Jesus was born in real history. Not just a fairy tale, not just somebody wrote a book. And because during the uh, winter time in Europe, it was dark in that generation, the third, fourth century. So people like to decorate the house with candle, a light, and tree to make it festive in the house. So in that generation, the believers say, we don't really know when Jesus was born. We don't know, actually. So let's uh, celebrate that the Son of the living God came into the world as a real person, not a fairy tale. He is real in history. He really went to the cross. Therefore, they decided to pick 25th of December to be the day of celebration of the birth of Jesus. Winter time, so that they can have a festival of celebration of the Lord Jesus' birth and have light and decoration and all these things just to remind the world that God came into the world more than 2,000 years ago. The story of Jesus is not a fairy tale story. He came into the world. Because God is love, when Jesus was born more than 2,000 years ago, love came into the world. Jesus is God. Jesus was born. Love was born. Or in another way we say is that love came into the world to be amongst people. Love was born to be with people. I believe that many of you are parents and you agree with me with this fact. When your wife or you yourself, a woman, gave birth to a baby, a new love came into your heart. Is that right? So many times I heard young children say this way. When the mom has another baby just birth, the older child will say, who do you love most in this house? Me Oh, my brother, younger brother. Have you ever heard that? (laughs) So the answer is, this person that born, my child that is born, will not diminish my love for you. I love Tanida, Joy, and Paul the same. When Tanida was born, a new love was born in me. When Joy was born, a new love was born in me and Pasada. And when Paul was born, a new love was born. So when 
the baby came out, we have another aspect of love in our heart, and we love all of them the same. When Jesus was born, love was born on earth, and when we accept Jesus Christ into our heart, the new love also birthed in us by the Holy Spirit, and that love stayed with us because the Spirit of Jesus came into our life, and then we have. The love of God in our heart by the Spirit, and we also have eternal life because God is love. We celebrate the love of God during Christmas, and because God is eternal, He did not have to be born. Actually, He was eternal. When we celebrate Christmas, we are talking about God, the eternal God, came into the world and dwelled among people. He came into the world to dwell among us, and today he dwells among us in the form of his spirit. First John chapter four verse nine say, "This is how God showed His love among us. He wants to show His love among us. He is not somewhere, God somewhere in the mountain. He wants to be in the midst of us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. Jesus lived in us, and we live." True, Jesus. So Christian life is a life of love. When we give gift to one another during Christmas, we want to express love to one another. The love of Jesus Christ. Every time we talk about love, when we talk about Jesus, we talk about love because God is love. And every time we talk about love, we want to find an object or the recipient of love. When you say, "I am in love," I can ask you the question. Whom you are in love with, you cannot just say I am in love. What? You are in love with somebody. Is that right? So the same thing. God show His love to you, and He is in love with who? You and me. He is in love with mankind. He loved all of us. So love was born in Christmas for you and me. And the people in the whole world, and He loved you and me, despite our bad issues, our weaknesses, our problems, our shortcomings, and who we are. God loves us unconditionally. He loves us who we are, and that's what the angel declared at the time of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter two, verses nine to eleven. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, that will be for all the people, all the people. Everyone say all. That includes you, include everybody on earth. This is the good news of great joy." That will be for all the people. Today, the town of David, a savior, has been born to you. He is Christ, the Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, came into the world for you and me. Wow! Love was born in a new way, in a human baby, and he grew up to be. The grown-up man and preached the gospel. Luke chapter two verses one to seven. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree 
that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belongs to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. What happened? The Christmas story. The archangel Gabriel came to Mary, who was pledged to be married with Joseph. She was engaged with Joseph, and the news came to her that she got pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine if you were in her shoes? I got pregnant. Oh, sounded like good news, but actually. This is a bad news to me, <laughs> in a sense, because this will bring shame to my parents, to my husband to be, and the whole city would think that I commit some kind of immorality. That's why I get pregnant before getting married. She went to stay with Elizabeth for a while because she got shocked that she got pregnant, and at that time, because Joseph was a righteous man. He heard that his fiance got pregnant, so he thought in his heart, in a private way, that maybe I should cancel this marriage. I should just give this up. I don't want to get involved with this. He was thinking, but suddenly the angel showed up again and explained to him that that child that would be born came by the Holy Spirit. Mary did not sin, and you should accept this child. And marry her anyway, and you should give the child the name Jesus because he's the savior of the world. Wow! I really respect Joseph and Mary. Can you imagine? Both of them heard this unusual news, but by faith they receive and accept the news. This couple, young man and woman, really had faith. Joseph decided to go through the marriage and accept. His fiance, but before they really got married, the king commanded everyone have to go back to their hometown and register their name because the whole Roman Empire would like to have a registration of the people. So, what happened? While she was pregnant, she had to travel down south quite many days in order to register their name. In the ancestral hometown named Bethlehem, and can you imagine? They went there, and there was no hotel room. There was no room in the inn. They have to go to a stable, and Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ. No even clothes, no baby shower, nothing. She gave birth to a child, wrapped him in clothes, and put him in the manger. Look at this. The humble situation that the Son of the Living God, the King of all kings, was born in a very humble situation like that, in a stable with the smell of the animals in the manger. Wow! Our God 
is the humble God, and he want to humble himself to show that he love everybody. He doesn't love only the rich. He doesn't love only those who are highly educated. He love everybody, the poor to the rich to people in society that has been rejected. In Philippians chapter two verses six to ten, I love this scripture because it tell me how important to be humble. Though he was God, Jesus was God. He did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared in human form. And in human form, he obediently humbled. Wow, humble, humble, humble. So many times himself, even further by dying a criminal's death on a cross. Because of this, God raised him up to the heights of heaven. And gave him a name that is above every other name, so that at that name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Jesus took the humble position. He came into the very poor condition in a stable, in a manger. You can see from this scripture that our Lord Jesus Christ took humility at three levels. The first level, he let go of his Glory to be God, to be a human being like you and me. Second level, he washed the feet of his disciple. He humbled himself to be slave. To wash somebody's feet is the lowest kind of slave. Is that right? Standing at the door when the guests come in, you wash people's feet. And three, he humbled himself to die as a criminal on the cross because he humbled at three levels. He was glorified at three levels. Number one, he was raised from the dead. He was glorified. Two, he was lifted up to be in heaven. Second level. Three, he is standing at the right hand of the Father, the position of the highest authority in the universe. I want to encourage all of you. If you want God to raise you up, please be humble. Don't boast about yourself. Don't be arrogant. Don't think that you're such a great guy. No, every good thing happened to us. By the grace of God, we should be very humble. The more humble we are, the more God gonna lift us up. Amen. God loved people, and He was born in the very humble condition, in the poor condition, in the stable, to show to us that He loved even the poor, not only the poor in finances, but the poor in the spirit. Luke chapter four verse eighteen: The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has appointed me to preach good news to the poor. Wow! How many people are moms in this room? How many people have children? Raise your hand up. Wow! You understand that moms nowadays, when you get pregnant, you are busy. You're so busy preparing the room, the crib for your baby. Not only that, your church friend throw. A party called baby shower, so that to make sure that you have all the clothes for your baby, usually more than enough. And not only that, you have the stroller, the car seat. By the time the baby was born, you had all the clothes, the car seat, the stroller. You have all kind of things ready for the baby. And when you gave birth to your baby, all the relative came to the hospital, came and congratulate you, get excited, hold the baby. Get so excited! You think Mary would like to have the same thing? You think Mary would like to have a baby shower and have nice clip 
and car seat. No, no, no car seat at that time. They, they used donkey. Maybe donkey seat. But can you imagine? Jesus Christ was born to Mary in the stable. No family members around. No friends around. The first visitor were animals. Wow! No cloth. She had to wrap him with a sheet of cloth. No nice cloth from Bellevue Mall. Nothing. Jesus picked or chose the humble position to show to you that he loved you so much. And even though the whole world looked down on you, they don't care about you. But Jesus loved you and cared about you. Amen. And not only that, after he was born, God sent the first visitors beside the animal. This visitor. Not even relative or friend. There were strangers. There were smelly shepherds. They did not know Mary and Joseph at all. Can you imagine somebody knocking your door after you have a baby and you open the door? Who are you? I don't know you. Oh, and you start to smell. Hmm. What did you do? Why you have some smelly thing here? Oh, we are shepherd from the field. Luke chapter two verses eight to fourteen. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David." A savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host, mean angels, a lot of angels, appeared with that angel, praising God, saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth." Peace to men on whom His favor rests. Jesus came to the world so that when we trust in Jesus, the favor of God will rest upon us. Think about this: Jerusalem, the capital city of Judea, was not far away from that area. Why didn't angels show up in Jerusalem, the capital city, and make a big announcement? The Son of God, the King of the Jews, was born. Come and see Him. Why did they not show up in Jerusalem? I think you can guess that if they announce in Jerusalem, King Herod gonna be, oh, the King of the Jews, I gonna send a big army to kill this baby right now. Is that right? Why didn't they show up in the town of Bethlehem and make announcement to all the people, woke them up? And then say the king of the Jews was born. This is only a walking distance to the stable. Why didn't he do that? Why the angel shows the shepherds in the field? You may answer me, oh, because Jesus is a good shepherd. That's why he shows the shepherd. Actually, it's more than that. God chose to make the first announcement of the birth of His Son, the King of all kings. To the lowest kind of people, in that generation, the shepherds were not well respected by people. They were smelly; people did not trust them that much. 
they were looked down on by a lot of rich people. They stay in the field, but God chose to make announcement to the lowly people, and that's what Paul say in the book of First Corinthians chapter one, verse twenty-six to thirty-one. Brother, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, and the things that are not, to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before Him. It is because of Him that you are in Christ Jesus, who now has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, it is written, "Let him who boasts boast in the Lord." Can God choose the noble, the influential, and intellectual people to proclaim the good news? Can He? Yes, He can. But it's amazing. He chose you and me to proclaim the good news. We are not that smart like many people. We are. Not famous. They are not movie stars. Can you imagine? God chose a doctor like me to be a pastor who never went to Bible school to preach the gospel, and it's impossible. So that I cannot boast that, oh, look at my degree from the Bible school. No, we can do that by the grace of God. God chose all of you to come to America to preach the gospel, even though you speak with accent. Amen. Amen. And God chose American to go to Thailand. Even though they speak with Thai accent, God chose people who are not perfect to preach the gospel. Amen. And can you imagine when God raised Jesus from the dead? The first group of people who saw the evidence of resurrection was women. A few women in that generation, women were looked down upon. They were not considered good witnesses. If the writers of the four gospels really want to make up a story about the resurrection of Jesus, they would not have added woman into the story because woman in that generation were not considered good witnesses. But the first witnesses were women. God did not follow the man ideas. God's ways are not man's way. He chose to pick up the shepherds. He picked the women. And he used the stable to be the place of birth and the manger for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Think about this: If you were those shepherds, you were snoozing in the field at night time. Suddenly, the bright light came from heaven. Who? I think some of you might be like nailed down, shocked and scared, and you saw an angel appear with a bright light, and he announced. The birth of Jesus Christ, and then suddenly, a big group of angels show up and sing beautiful song. They sing in tune, beautiful choir. Wow! And that happened to these few shepherds. If you were one of the angelic choir, you prepare, you practice. You were expecting to show up on that day, the birth of Jesus. Maybe you practice for two hundred years singing. Christmas song with the team choir for 200 years, and then all the stage line up in heaven. The curtain was on, closed, and then Archangel Gabriel 
make announcement. Okay, this is the time. Pull the curtain off, and the curtain open, and this bunch of angels stand there, and you were one of them, and you wanted to sing the best for the Lord for His birth, and you look down to the earth. Oops, ah, uh, only five shepherds. I prepared this for two hundred years. Only five shepherds. Can you call the person who in charge of the posters? Can you call the one who do the promotion? Why only six people show up in our choir? I think there might be surprise. I believe that if God asks you how to make announcement about the birth of Jesus, some of you will say, "God, this is my recommendation. You stand on the moon and have the most expensive microphone speaker, and you say." Mankind, shout from the moon! Everyone, wake up and look at the moon and see God standing there, and shout to you that Jesus was born. Or some of you may say, "Oh God, I think you should go to Sanhedrin, the Jewish Parliament, and ask them to send the choir to sing for you, to send a group of people." But God did not do those things. God tell the people. Make announcement the first time by sending the angels, and talk to only a few shepherds. Wow! God's way is not our way. Amen. Don't look down on the way of God. God can use simple people to be the great evangelists in the world and save millions of souls. Amen. God can use a German preacher who speak English with. Difficulty in understanding to preach the gospel in Africa. The evangelist Reinhard Bonnke he passed away. He saved millions of souls and he spoke English with accent and he preached to the African. Can you imagine? God can do anything. Can use anybody. Luke chapter two, ten to twelve. Do not be afraid. I bring you the good news of great joy that will be for all the people today in the town of David. A savior has been born to you. Look at the sentence carefully. The first sentence in verse ten, for all the people. Verse eleven, to you. He is the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. My brother and sister, love was born into the world. Love entered the world to save you and me. Save all the people who accept him. He came into the world to save man. Many of us never think about death because we are still young. Pastor, what are you talking about? This is Christmas time. You talk about death. We don't know we have tomorrow or not. Let me ask you this question: Are you sure that you will go to heaven after you die? Why the angel talk about peace be on earth? Why they talk about shalom, peace? Because every human being is a sinner. And as we sin against God, we are the enemy to God, and that's why people don't have peace. Because of sin, we cannot go to heaven. Because of sin, people get sick, people become poor, broken relationship, curses, bondage, problems. Mankind face all kind of the form of death: eternal death, sickness, curses, poverty, bad feeling, sadness, all kinds of problems. God sent Jesus into the world to be the savior. He wants to save you from your relationship, the broken relationship with God, so that you can have peace with God. He wants to save you 
from hell. He wants to save you from sickness and disease. He wants to save you from curses and poverty. He is the answer to you. John 3:16 to 21. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light, Jesus is light. Holiness without sin, power, heaven, has come into the world. But men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light. People who hate Jesus usually love sin and darkness and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. My dear brothers and sisters, Jesus came into the world to save all of us and he wants to save us in every aspect of our life. He wants to save our soul from going to hell he wants to forgive us of our sin. He took our sin on the cross. He took our death so that we can have life on earth. He took our poverty so that we can have riches. He took our shame so that we can get the glory. He took the rejection in our life so that we can be accepted by God and by people who love us. He gave us life. He saved us. He's a savior. And he can save you even now from any problem. He can heal you. Everyone say, Jesus, Jesus is my Savior. He's my, He's my healer. My physician. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you glad that Jesus came into the world? He went to the cross and took all the bad things from your life unto Him, so that you can receive the good things from heaven, healing, prosperity, health, joy, peace, success, promotion, good breaks, grace, all the good things He bought for us already. Let me read the last passage of the Christmas story. Luke 2, 15 to 20. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see these things that had happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. My brother and sister, I believe we're going to see these shepherds in heaven one day. We're going to shake their hand or something or the Japanese way 
Ohio Cosmos or your uh, Chinese your Santi Paoyoni or something like that. If you are Thai, Sabadi Krab, you're going to see all these shepherds in heaven. I believe they were saved. But after they were told, they went and saw what happened. They did not keep that miracle, that good news to themselves. They went out and told everybody in town. And a lot of people were amazed and wanted to see the Lord Jesus Christ. I would like to end this sermon by encouraging all of you because you were saved by His grace. Jesus has done great things in your life. You should not keep this good news with you. You should go out to tell people that He is the Savior. He was born 2,000 years ago. Love came into the world. And that love wants to go into you. And He wants to work the power of love in you. Come to know Jesus. He's not a dead God. He was raised from the dead. And He is a living God. He can heal you. He can bless you. He can protect you. He can give you peace and joy. Go and tell the whole world about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can tell your neighbors, you can tell your friends, your co-workers, your boss, your employees. You can tell your mom, your dad. I remember when I first got saved, right away I got saved on one Friday evening. And on Monday I went to the hospital on the neurosurgery floor. And I talked to the chief nurse there. I said, can I get permission to show Jesus movie? She looked at me. This neurosurgeon want to show Jesus movie? What are you talking about? Yeah, I want to show to my patient. So I set up the room, have the Jesus movie from Campus Crusade and show to about maybe 50, 60 people, including patients and the relative. And that day, a few people accepted Christ. And I was only one week old Christian. I showed Jesus movie. Amen. Then right away, I went to another medical school and I shared about Jesus with a lot of nurses and medical students in that medical school. And I began to share about the love of the Lord Jesus to a lot of people. My dad got saved. Right after I got saved, I sat down with my dad to eat dinner. And I bowed down and prayed out loud. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for providing me this food. My dad looked at me and said, What are you talking about? I'm the one who buy this food for you. <laughs> but I purposefully say that so that my dad will ask me a question. So then I can share with him the gospel. After three months, my dad prayed to accept Jesus Christ. <laughs> After that, I took my younger sister to the Bible study. She got saved. And now she served the Lord in Bangkok. I moved to America in 1985. I set up a special travel into Olympic Peninsula. So I put my brother in there. And the whole time he could not run away. I was driving my Toyota Tercel or something. And I turned on the sermon. I was on a preacher. I turned on the sermon the whole time for many hours. When we got back, he got saved. He listened to the Word of God in the car. We want to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So, Jesus 
came into the world because He loved you, and when you accept Him, love is birthed in your heart, and from now on, you're gonna walk in love. You love your wife. You love your children. You love your husband. You love your neighbors. You're gonna walk in love because the love of God is in you, and you experience His healing, His provision, His power, and you say, "I've seen the grace of God. I experienced the Lord Jesus Christ myself. Now I want to tell the whole world that Jesus loves me and loves you." Amen. How many people say, "I want Jesus to move in my life. I want love to move in my life." Amen. Should we pray together that the Lord Jesus move in your life, the love of God will move in you and perform miracles through you and in you. Let's pray together. Let's lift our hand up in heaven, Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord. You are love. You send your Son Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God, into the world. More than 2,000 years ago, love came into the world, and I want this love, the person named Jesus Christ, to dwell in my heart. So that I can walk in love, O oh Lord, I declare that the wholeness of salvation, forgiveness of sin, eternal life, healing, prosperity, victory, all the good things that Jesus bought for me. Will be manifested in my life, and Lord, use me like those shepherds to go out and tell the world the love of God. Anoint me, Lord, to preach the good news of good tidings with a joy on my face. I shall have many stories. To tell people how gracious and how good you are, I will experience your miracles. I can tell the whole world, Jesus is alive. Thank you, Lord. I need more love, Lord. May the Lord Jesus Christ work in my life. And I will live through Him. I will be your ambassador to tell people that you love them. When I pray for the sick, they shall recover. When I call heaven to open, you shall open and answer my prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah! Bless the name of the Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.